I'm sorry. Have you this ever? This is already a great opening. I know. Have you ever, like, I'll preface this by saying I had a very normal childhood, full of love and perfectly great. But have you ever, like, what? thought about something that happened in your past and you're like, that was maybe, like, not normal. Like, at the time I was a kid and I probably didn't understand, but, like, that was maybe, like, a weird thing that happened to me. That happened to you? Or, like, that I was a part of. I've thought of it only in the sense of, like, things that I thought were totally normal. Because um, I grew up in New York City. And so, like, there's just, like, lunatics and just, like, characters. Mm, Like, there was a lady out across our street who had an apartment who would lean out of her apartment building regularly. I think she was mentally ill. And would just scream at people. And my my sister and I called her the screaming lady. And that was just like, yep, there's a screaming lady. And she's out. And she's yelling at people. Yeah. And it's like, now I'm like, wow, okay, she had mental illness, this whole thing. But, like, that's, like, not a normal thing, I think. Kids who might not be used to that would be like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Yep, screaming yeah, lady." That's, oh yeah. Yeah. Wait. Every neighbor doesn't have a screaming lady. <laughs> every neighbor doesn't have a hallelujah man, a guy who yells in the middle of the night all night on walking along Broadway. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was a the soundtrack of my childhood. Is is this guy yelling? Yeah. Glory, hallelujah. I'm sure all New Yorkers have and it's like just a like, very yeah. similar experience. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, I. I asked because I was thinking, it must have been because our fantasy draft was coming up soon and I was thinking about <laughs> football, but uh, I don't even know where to begin. My mom, okay, my mom had this pen pal that she had had for several years, this guy on death row at a local prison. Death row records? De- I wish it was Shug. He's my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> An oh, actual wow. like prisoner on death row that she was pen pals with. How did she know this person? I think it was like um, through the church, like we we were raised Catholic and Mm -hmm. sort of one of the Beatitudes is to, Mm -hmm. you know, help uh, like visit prisoners prisoners and that sort of thing. So they had a pen pal program. And so, um, yeah, they they found each other that way. He's he's still on death row. And um, at some point growing up, she like introduced me to him and he had some pretty like liberal phone privileges. And so we Mm -hmm. would talk on the phone, me and this death row prisoner how old were you i was maybe in like middle school wow i'm assuming he's a murderer convicted for murder Uh i'm assuming he's on death row yes and although i don't know the detail my mom never told me the details at this point you should probably look it up that's i know his name i guess i could look up easily look that up that's it i've never thought about doing that okay um hang on guys yeah i'll pause (laughs) um but i was thinking specifically related to football was that he used to um i don't want to say make me but because i agreed to it but i guess he ran a like uh gambling ring in the prison oh wow and so i would look up the over-unders on football games for him and like give him over-unders what so he'd be like are you (laughs) talking about so he'd be like yeah okay what about the browns game i'd be like oh browns are gonna lose like under 10 or like oh you know like football As like an what's 11 year old, I'd give what's this. What's this? So you'd go to the cafeteria on Monday and be like, guys, didn't you see that like Buffalo beat the spread? But here's the thing. And everyone's I, like, what? But here's the thing. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had no concept. Oh. And here's the kicker. Sometimes I would give him the wrong over under. Oh, shit. I you got someone killed. I, that's what I'm thinking back now. Someone I was lost like, a bet because like, of your numbers. Oh, hell. And like welched and they got knifed. Right. I was like, either someone, someone lost a lot of money, someone made a lot of money. Someone lost a whole pack of cigarettes. Right, exactly. And, and, and some gum. Uh, 
hopefully just those things. <laughs> right. I hope that's what people, what was on the line at the local uh, maximum security prison here in town. But At the local maximum security <laughs> prison. But I was like, oh, like, that's maybe, like, not, not a normal thing to, like, give a death row prisoner over-unders on his gambling, like, so, so how long? how long did it take for you to realize that that was, like, not what everyone else was doing? It wasn't so much as like, oh, no one else does it. Because I was aware that, like, he was on death row. That was strange. Like, not everyone has a death row friend, you no, know? No, they don't. Um, if you do, by the way, listeners, please let us know. Yeah, I'd love to connect with them. Are they listening to the podcast? Um, but it was more of like, I didn't realize what we were talking about. I didn't realize that I was helping him gamble in some way. It was just abstract numbers. You were just yeah. saying things. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. I, I'm obsessed with this now. I, I can't believe it. I was like, how could so my what, mom... What did, he, what did he sound like? Do you remember his name? Um, I N- remember, not name, I'm sorry. Do you remember his uh, voice? We don't need to say his name on the podcast. He but was a very normal sounding guy. I mean, it, okay. he wasn't like, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, I murdered yeah. No, it was no. like a normal wow. man. Wow. Yeah. I know. And like perfectly calm. And I guess had this like very wild like past. And yeah, definitely killed someone. So... Well, I'm glad he's behind bars, but I'm glad he hasn't been executed either. Yeah. Abolished death penalty, guys. Word, yeah. Same. In the state we live in, just executed its first person in 10 years. It's very sad. Really? Yeah. That's just so wild. It's it's not a deterrent, you guys. Uh, no, it's barbaric. It is it's not just barbaric. Deterrent. It's just barbarism. All right, well, speaking of speaking barbarism of and speaking just, of violence, right. welcome back to the Ethical Butchers, everybody. Welcome. I hope you enjoyed our episode three, Potage. I think it was a good one. It was. As all of ours are. Yeah, not to pat ourselves on the back. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but... but uh, we're pretty great. Yeah, we're just feeling it, guys. We're getting to that group. That Two group. straight episodes of around hour 15. We're feeling oh, ourselves. My, y'all, and the show is getting into a groove, too. It is. I feel like this is a great transition episode from being, yeah. like, vaguely uh, procedural bad guy of the week type thing to yeah. then this I feel like is one of the last of that before it starts hitting its stride and yeah. going more yeah. kind of long form story I feel like I agree um, but man I love, I love this episode and we're gonna get the ratings and all numbers later but I love this episode um, this is like peak just I think also because of who's who's cast mm-hmm. like who the actors are um, who the guest star is makes it even more crazy but I love this is like a great like example of like why I love Hannibal. It's just bonkers. It's bonkers. You have your your you know the violence you're looking for, the mm-hmm. psychology you're looking for, but we also like learn. We're still learning about these characters. We're mm-hmm. still learning about their backgrounds, about what motivates them, mm-hmm. why they're doing what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's all over good. Yeah, we're learning a lot more about Hannibal. I feel like especially. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of what he's willing to do and just his motivations and his lack of remorse in certain ways. Yeah. It's really fun. And Molly Shannon, though. Like, Molly we'll get into it. Shannon. I don't, don't want to spoil it, but you've watched the episode already, I hope. Oh, my God. So, um, before we dive in, do, you ha- do we have any house house I housekeeping I don't issues? have any housekeeping. I don't have anything that we're supposed to eat shit for. No, I think we're killing it again. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Either that or people long. have just stopped listening and don't care. That's very possible. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please, we need that, that critical is, we feedback. We need that critical feedback. Um, I want to give a shout out to everyone listening who's not in the United States. I've been yeah. seeing on SoundCloud, there's been some people in Italy and France and Czech Republic. And Holland. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Especially those from Con- France, my connables out there. <laughs> uh, killing it. Uh, if you people listening, you're uh, you're awesome, and spread the word. We want to be truly international, global. I mean, Mister and Mrs. Worldwide. It's truly. a global phenomenon. You know, you have Bay and Jay, and then you have that cool bunch of us, and I can't tell the difference sometimes. <laughs> no, that's that's. I know. I love looking through our statistics on like SoundCloud or you know whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like all over the world. Mm-hmm. What up? That's great. It's crazy. Um, so episode four, season one, if. So that diving into the oof, oof. so oof, so this this a little bit of a of a uh, confusion and controversy surrounding the name for this episode, and I looked it up because on Amazon it is cuff, I guess, right, or C E U F. So that is not a word in French, and the official title <laughs> on Wikipedia, and but even on NBC's official site and iTunes says cuff, but there's some other things that say oof. So O E U F, oof is the French word for egg, which I feel like has to be the actual title of this episode because of obvious maternal and, yeah. and paternal uh, themes, wow. heavy themes of this episode. So oeuf is the French word for for egg. Um, and on certain places it's spelled C-E-U-F, which isn't even a word in French. So there is no French word C-E-U-F. <laughs> that, that doesn't exist. And oeuf is the French word for egg. Now, you, now it can be spelled O-E-U-F as four letters. However, it can also be spelled using the digraph, um, uh, which is called an either oethyl or ethyl. And this is basically O and E combined. Yeah. Kind of like in the golden compass um, when A and E are combined and the demons, the little creatures they have next to them. Yeah. Shout out golden compass heads out there. Um and many phonetic symbols are different kind of sure. combinations of letters. So it's O and E kind of smushed together. And it's a sound that doesn't exist in English. And in French, it's U. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, so yeah, I can check on that. In, so I was reading all this because I Googled it. I was reading about it. Um, this The website, and we'll post it to our Twitter, is from backofthecerealbox.com. So you know it's legit. So you know it's good. You know it's legit. And this is a post from back in 2013. So it must be, you know, this is back when it first came out. And... The, the symbol O-E, if you just glance um, at it, it looks like C-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Because the O kind of smushes into the E, and the right. E has a straight line vertically, and the O is round. So it kind of looks like it could be C-E. Yeah. I think that's where that comes from. Someone saw that oh. with a symbol and thought it was C-E-U-F. Um, when annoying. Yeah, right? And so, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of Don's tinfoil hat again, a little purse <laughs> action. Purse Last episode and this episode, it's all about, you know... Symbols. So, apparently, uh, Brian Fuller didn't really know what the title should have been. And when he gives a short intro to, in, in it, uh, in the web version of the episode, he pronounces it like Souf, which I don't know what that is. Oh. So I don't know if I don't know if he didn't realize what it was. He saw the C, he was like, oh, sure. But I think it has to be Oeuf, O-E-U-F. That is the French word for egg. These are all French cuisine, uh, yeah. or French food names this right. whole season. And there's big maternal themes. So it has to be if. So I think the CEUF is just a typo or someone the, saw the symbol and didn't know what the hell was going on. Did the typo happen specifically for Hannibal? Or was has like CEUF been like around as like a potential typo for this word? That's a great question. I don't, I don't have an answer for that question. Okay. Listeners, if you have an answer, if 
Uf is regularly misspelled as C-E-U-F on people who don't understand the uh, the spelling of French words. Yeah. Get at us. I don't know if this is like a thorn in the side of francophones out there. I wonder if that's hmm. the reason why they started spelling it O-E-U-F with two separate letters. Right, because whatever yeah. Western you know, English speakers don't have that or... No, we don't we, have that symbol. Right. And it's not a symbol in the traditional Latin alphabet, which we use. Yeah. It's not yeah. like an accent mark. But yeah, interesting. So there's a little bit of interesting there. And they do eat eggs. In this episode. Yes, breakfast. Breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. Oh, my God. How many times did Abigail say, breakfast for dinner? He's making us breakfast. I mean, she was, yeah, I mean, she was tripping balls on shroom (laughs) tea. Um, I also, oh, my God. We we can jump to that right now. What what was he cooking the eggs in? It was like the eggs in, like, a basket. Like, you sometimes I've made eggs where I cut a hole in a piece of bread, put the bread in the butter, and then crack the egg. But this was like some kind of pretzel-looking bun. That had multiple eggs sizzling away in it. No, and you I had didn't sausages and bacon. It looked good. I'll have to go back and It had that. to have been human sausage, we understand. And the eggs were eggs. There's no, like, it wasn't like he was oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> what? Ovarian <laughs> eggs? <laughs> they must have been some large ovarian. Because they were chicken eggs. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But we have to assume the sausage was probably people. That's my best guess. Yeah. Anytime there's a meat involved, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, speaking of meats involved, the other scene. Let's get right to the eating stuff right now, I guess. Might as well. Uh, the scene where he's serving Jack, another episode oh, where he's serving mm-hmm. Jack dinner, and it's a rabbit. And I love that little cutaway where it's yeah. like, Rah! the guy's like running and being well, chased. Well, Jack says, oh, what meat is this? And he says rabbit. And he goes, oh, well, I guess he should have hopped faster. And then it cuts to this guy like, clearly running, running for from his Hannibal, life. Running from, and he's like, Rah! and Hannibal goes, oh, yeah, he really should have. <laughs> oh. Brilliant. Oh, it's so good. All right, so All right. eggs. Ugh. Let's, let's just let's start from the dive on in. Start from the get go. Um, it starts off with some therapy, just some real therapy. Will and Hanny like having a session in the Baltimore office. Just and right, and Will is talking about. I love the the like imagery of his him describing his home as a boat on the sea. Mm-hmm. It's safe. He likes to go out there and out in the fields and watch it in the mist. Yep. And I, oh man, I, I'll bring this up later, but there's like another reference to like sailing or something that I'm like, again, like you can tell there's nothing more comforting to Will than like fishing, being on the sea, being mm-hmm. in a boat and hearkening back to like the time he spent with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we again. learn this episode, he's a fly fisherman. Yeah. He's yeah. really into that. That's something he's really skilled at um, and finds a lot of comfort in. Um, and then I feel like there was this, so they're talking about... Abigail, as they usually do, mm-hmm. um, and Hannibal's asking Will something like, you know, I forget exactly what he said, but like, why do you, why are you so hung up on Abigail? Or basically, like, why are you so invested, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he says something to the effect of like, oh, no, no, this was about um, the girl on the stag on the antlers that they find in the cabin that Hannibal... Um, yeah, Melissa. Melissa... Whatever her last name was. Yeah, the friend. Um, so he's asking Will about her, and Will says, I think... I felt I feel like I killed her, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was like the I the moment that Hannibal had the idea of like planting, and we'll see this later on in the episode, but yeah. planting into Will's brain very specific thoughts um, yeah. because he like knows that he's a bit unstable and he gets mm-hmm. more unstable as the season goes on. Oh my Not god! Not really yes. a spoiler alert. He is but going through some hard times. He's going to go downhill especially. pretty. Yeah, um, but 
this idea of like Will thinking that he did something when he really didn't, I feel like is going to be a reoccurring thought that I feel like this moment was like the moment that Hannibal realized that this was something that he could start to implant in Will's mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, and he starts using the word becoming, which is going to be a word we see a lot later in the show, especially um, you are becoming him or something like that. You're becoming something else. This kind of right. theme of transformation. Right. And... Uh, metamorphosis is something that we see like you're becoming more than just this you're becoming something else which is what Hannibal was I mean we sort of talked about this before at least Mm -hmm. this is is my thought as to why he's so invested in Will is that he wants him he wants him to be as self-actualized as possible he's curious as to what Will's full potential looks like yeah yeah I mean he's interested in his empathy he's never seen this before I mean sure Will is one of a kind yeah um in this you know in his own way yeah um yeah. So they have this whole, you know, I feel like I killed her, you're becoming. And then right after post-credit, this is a great Hannibal, like, mm-hmm. cut to something gross. It just cuts to worms. Just worms, bleh, like, everywhere on... Was it rotten food or was it, like, the, the oh, dead yeah, bodies? Oh, yeah, the dinner, yeah. It was the, the dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Was it in Connecticut or somewhere? Beautiful... White people, oh, suburban yeah. happy, Clearly happy family, big table, full of food. Yeah, so Will's there, sits down at the table. That's when you have that little pendulum swinging again. Um, and he's like, I'm the guest of, like, there's tables set for a guest of honor, basically. And yeah. he's sitting there. And he does this amazing, like, if you don't eat your growing food, there's no... De- what did he say? That there's no he- dessert for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. You don't, like, I, I love when he embodies... The murderer, or like embodies right. this person, and the camera turns so that you're the like perspective of the little girl. So it looks like he's talking right at you, and it's like really scary. Like he's your oh yeah, like he's your mom or something. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Like he's really, um, like he. Whenever he becomes the killer, same thing earlier when he's like, Gilbert, I feel like I, I was Garen Jacob Hobbs. And it cuts to him like holding Abigail in that scene. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be over soon, and like where he cuts her yeah, throat. Like it's throat. really intense. Um, yeah, that dinner setup was really disturbing. Norman Rockwell um, with a bullet. Yeah, great. Perfect. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> that down too. Um, yeah, oh, that's after we go back because the first we see the dinner setup mm-hmm. and then we go to Wolf Trap where Hannibal is feeding. Yeah, Hannibal is feeding Will's dogs for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is where is this where he says family values or is that after. Just run, 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 run that same scene. You know, Jack's like, what do you see oh, here? It's like, family values. <laughs> just so, like, ugh. But yeah. Yeah, so Hannibal... Hannibal's driving a Bentley, by the way. His car is really Again, nice. I'm sure he charges a pretty penny yeah, for uh, that. Yeah, I'm his... so fascinated by how much money he has and, like, his whole life. It's so <laughs> refined. He has his Bentley. Like, Bentleys and Rolls Royces are one of those cars that, like, I can't... Yeah. I can't Excuse me, I can't picture those going more than like 15 miles an hour yeah, down no. a driveway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. some There's really no fancy power. cars, you can see them like be like going really fast, also. Yeah. Bentleys look so like luxurious. Oh, they're meant for just I can't, a nice yes, Sunday drive. I can't imagine them like like gunning it down the highway, you know, like no. where like some luxury cars also have like a sports car element to it. That is not. It's well, that's just a luxurious Hannibal. boat. Hannibal's never running. You oh, no, know what I mean? He's yeah. always. The only time we see him really exert any kind of quick energy was when he smacked Alana's head yeah, against the wall. Yeah. That was the only time. Boom. Yeah, exactly. When, when we see he's capable of this speed. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess whenever he's chasing down that rabbit guy, but we don't actually <laughs> oh see God. him doing that. <laughs> I want to know everything about that. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's, but... he, he's glowing. 
He's glowing. <laughs> he is. He's no. going to 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 feed the dogs. He's gonna go feed the Will's dogs. Will's dozens. He just of has dogs. this like links of sausage, which of course again has to be human beings. Oh, of course. He's feeding no tie. This is Hannibal's got no tie. No he's tie. there on a casual weekend well, to go feed the dogs. Right. And of course he's gonna snoop around. Well, first of all, when we open the door, it's all those fucking dogs. And I thought They're so well behaved. They are well behaved. I have two dogs. That are pretty well behaved, but like anyone comes to the door, you've been in my house, they will oh, bark sure, and they'll get excited, but they'll they'll yeah. be like, oh, hey, who's there? Who's there? No, yeah. Like, and like, these dogs are all rescues, and yet they're all out. Oh, they're yeah. not created. They're like they're out. They're not just yeah. like somehow Will has they're trained not, like, them to not have separation anxiety at all. Yeah, which I am amazed by because especially rescue dogs have like a lot of them have really bad separation anxiety. Oh sure. Yeah, and and we know that Will is not always around. I mean, no. he's always jumping from one location to another. Yeah, um, magically jumping because this this is also a travel episode by the way. Yes, I know. I wrote I wrote down a, another like another situation of like what what how much time has passed? No idea. I, I <laughs> at one point like we get the sense that it's like Christmas, maybe? Yes, or the holiday it has been season. Christmas, or it's, it's like just Well, past it's Christmas Christmas. Day, it seems like, because unless... It seemed like the bodies had been there a long time. We, yeah, we we're can, jumping ahead to the I next know, we can talk about the one dead there, bodies. I think we're jumping around, but it doesn't really matter. Who cares? But um, well, I want to talk about the lure. Yes. Whenever Will, or whenever Hannibal's snooping around. He's snooping around. He Will's sees, house. yeah, Will's doing, making his own uh, fly fishing lures with little feathers. He has a, he has a magnifying glass. He's right. tying his own lures, which I guess is like a, you know, it's like if you're a fly fisherman, it's a hobbyist kind of yeah. thing. You can make your own lures. Um... I've never been fly fishing. I've been fishing a lot. I've never been fly fishing, but I've seen it in, in TV shows and whatever. And he goes, does he move the magnifying glass before he does it, or does he put he puts the magnifying glass there and then wounds it a few he more like, times? Yeah, ties another feather on, is sort of like admiring it and sort of stroking the the little lure and its feathers, and then he like it's sort Poke? of it's poking up, and he puts his thumb down on it on the hook on the hook. And pokes it so that it bleed. His thumb starts to bleed a bit, and then puts his thumb in, in his, his mouth. Yeah, and then it's like cut away, and then that's just what we. Yeah, we're just supposed to be. Left it's a with total it. power move. It's like okay. I feel like it's a little bit sexual too. I don't know. I got some like, mm, like just like I I got a little bit of sensuality from this. He I goes know. in. He like he adds a feather. It's something that he's like Will's gonna notice this. There's no way Will, who is Mister Attention to Detail, notices everything is not going to come back and see there's another feather on my lure. Sure. No way. That's so, like, interesting. He, he has to know that Will's going to know this. It's it, not like, oh, I'm at someone's house and I moved a little thing, but, like, they're not going to realize I, like, messed around in their closet or whatever, you know? It didn't feel to me to be, like, external like that. It felt like a more introverted move. Or not introverted, but a more, like, introspective move. Like, he was just curious about the taste of his own blood, I think. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like, huh, so, so the fact that he was at Will's house doing this, I feel like if he had poked it just that, I would have bought that, but the fact that he added another added feather, feather on is such a signal to me that, like, I was here, I'm mm. gonna, you know, I'm leaving my mark. Yeah, but he left his mark, and he and Will, I guess, also lo- marked him in a way. If you see the, he poked himself with the lure. Yeah, he's marking himself with something of Will's. It seemed guess, like yeah. an exchange. I guess, or just like I'm gonna leave some. I'm just gonna leave myself here a little bit. I don't know. It, it was really interesting, kind of mix of a power move, and then kind of this little self. Yeah. Uh, I was fascinated by that whole move, but I feel like Will has to have noticed. 
Will thanks him later. Thank you again for being the dogs. For feeding the dogs, yeah. But he didn't say, oh, by the way, why did you mess with my lore? Well, but yeah. Will has to know this. I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll realize. If he hasn't seen the lore yet, I think he'll look over and be like, oh, that's not where I left that. Like, absolutely. He's way too observant to not see mm-hmm. that happen. Um... <sighs> Okay, so whatever we did, we're, we were back at the at the dinner crime scene. Norman Rockwell with a bullet, um, and then it and then it goes to the psychiatric facility where um, Abby Abby and Alana are talking. Yeah, what are they discussing right now? Like whether or not she wants to leave, and that she's your scar, and she's like, Yeah, she's like, Where am I supposed to go? I don't really have a home now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I I honestly wasn't paying attention because I was so distracted by the fact that they both had their scarves tied in the exact same way. Yep, I wrote scarf party. <laughs> I hate that. I think it's. I just was so frustrated I honestly, by it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what is this supposed to mean? Like, I hate I to have know. to look into every little thing, but I'm like, there's no way that they both tied their scarves in the exact same way, and that doesn't mean yeah. something. Yeah, I know that the the big theme right in this episode is we're really. This is really the big moment when, and it's been the whole the case the whole time. But when Alana and Hannibal just openly diverge and like, but are really in conflict about oh, yeah. what should be the future of Alana. Oh yeah, Abigail, not Abigail. Sorry, what's the future of Abigail? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Alana is very much so protect, protect, protect. Clinical environment. Yeah. She might hate the hospital right now, but it's safe. It's stable. It's secure. Right. We need to make sure she's got a good footing on her. Because before she goes out to the real world. She needs care, blah, 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 which I totally get. And Hannibal, you know, is like, what if this is keeping her back? What if going out in the world would yeah. help her gain her independence? I mean, that's his pretext. Yeah. I mean, he's also a murderous psychopath who, you know, is, is interested in what she has to offer. So you always sure. have to take that with a grain of salt of like, okay, well, there's this, and then there's like, what does Hannibal really want? Right. I get the clinic from a purely clinical perspective. I get his his argument of what if this is too much of a sterile environment? She needs to be in the real yeah. world. She needs to make choices and feel some sense of uh, agency. Yeah, I get all of that, and I think there's a level to him that is saying that for her own benefit. But I also I think he's like, I want her out, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I want ready. my little sorcerer's apprentice. Oh yeah, exactly. Like I'm ready. I and mean, he suggests to Abigail, you could even say I'm like your guardian if you needed to get out of here and you needed someone to check you out and. Like, you could say, I'm your guardian. Yeah, definitely. He's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm be your father figure. Yeah. I'm happy I got a nice house that I don't know how many rooms it has, but I'm sure it's very nice. Do we ever see the external of Hannibal's house? I can't remember if later in the show we see yeah. the exterior. Mm-hmm, we do. We've just seen his kitchen and his dining room so far. I, I don't know if we see it in season one, but we do in season two. Do we? I think of okay, a specific scene where it I happens can't. outside. Um... Um, but so after that meeting, uh, Alana goes to Hanny's office to kind of like talk, talk shop and kind of vent about like, what do we do about it? Right. Alana. And this was like where they really got into the details of like, I want her released from clinical treatment and Alana doesn't. I mean, again, this like back and forth of like one person wants you to do one thing and they both have reasonable yeah. reasons for, for wanting to do one thing or the other. Um, I just noticed that Hannibal has a really nice beer glass sitting around in his office. They like, yeah. she's like... Do you have a drink or like, do you have a beer? I can't remember what she said. She says, do you have an appointment? And she says, do you have a beer? Yeah. And so he has a glass of she red wine. She drinks beer. Like a, Does she? So annoying. Yeah. She's what are like, you, class? She's throwing class trash at Alana for only no, drinking no, beer? No, because I think she's written so, I think she's written so frustratingly. I think she's written like, um, I'm a girl, but I'm one of the she's guys. She's like every man. 
Yeah, like I'm a cool girl. I only drink beer. Because there's like another time whenever they're cooking. I don't know if this. Well, I wonder if that, in her defense, might have been a learned behavior because she's always been one of. She, yeah, she's she always had been. Brothers. She's she's incredibly smart. She had brothers. She you know was yeah. a, a strong woman in a man's field. She was all yeah. around all these other big. I would imagine psychiatry is like these big dicks making deals. We we milk sure. Chilton a few episodes later, if not next episode. Yeah, he's you the know, epitome like, of BD. Massive, you know. I don't think he actually has BDE though. He like oh, wants he... to have BDE, but he's oh, you got. Think it's like f- like fake it till you make it BDE. One hundred percent. Okay. Hannibal's, Hannibal's got BDE. Got the... Hannibal's got like Pete Davidson times twenty BDE. <laughs> like, I agree. If Pete I Davidson just, is the clarify, new poster boy for BDE, big for dick listeners. energy. Yeah. BDE stands for big dick energy, which is not necessarily the actual size of your phallus. And you don't actually have to have a phallus to no. have BDE. This is a very good point. This is a big this is point. A, thank you very much of for keeping course. me accountable on that. No, no worries. But 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 big dick energy is just that fucking confidence. Just that oh, yeah. self-assuredness. I am who I am. Yes, yeah. Hannibal is that. Hannibal. Yeah. With, oh, I feel like Jack a little bit has some BDE. He's a bit more aggressive, yeah. but he's also not insecure. No, yeah, yeah. Security is the most important thing. Exactly. Um, Will does not have BD. No. Um, I feel like the older CSI guy has it a little bit. Cats definitely. Cats does. for sure. <laughs> this is the new game we're gonna play. Who? <laughs> we need to. Has we're going. Listeners, if you want to help us out, we're gonna make a chart from like we, yeah. we need like an x-axis and a y-axis yes. <laughs> like who's got bde this is a good idea okay um, yes cats for but sure. i feel like that's why she, like I, w- I wonder if that's why she's like you got a beer because she's like she's just been around the guys and it's been just like one of the th- ways you adapt yeah fine i'll have a beer and maybe she ended up liking it. I, I don't know i feel like i've been the alana apologist this entire you show have. so far I know. and, and i'm been, sure that but might I've been change dragging her and dragging her i just have frustrations with how she's written the thing like the I just don't believe any of her intentions, or they seem strangely written in, and I have the same sort of complaints about um, Jack's wife, who we finally fucking meet in this episode, by the way, at the end. Yes, we do. In like eight, yeah. Um, but anyway. So so this whole scene is 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 really fucking crazy, because... Which one? The the Hannibal with the beer. So first of all, I have to just like, I love beer. I'm a huge craft beer person. Sure. And I love pouring beer into a glass. That's what I that's kind of how I always drink, because I like seeing it, blah, blah, blah. I like seeing the color and the foam and blah, 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 smelling it, all that. So I I don't, I'm not surprised that he poured it, but yeah. I love that he has this, like, beautiful, like, like, a step, yeah. like, long pint glass yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere in his office. And so, so now I want to know, like, what's the cupboard? He's got bottles mm-hmm. of wine. He's got wine glasses. Of course he has wine glasses. He has beer in a cooler. He has... He has teacups. Teacups. He teacups and his teapot. So, I, like, I just... I want to know more about, like, all the different things. I just he love it. He comes out with a beautiful pour, like a finger and a half of foam. Like, he, of course, knows exactly well, he how to brew, pour it. Again, I'm getting confused because I'm watching ahead with my boyfriend and I'm watching this here with you. He brews his own beer. He we brews his later. own beer. We, okay, we figured That was for that one... And he did drink beer in that one scene. I feel like Hannibal will only drink beer if the occasion... Or the meal calls for it. Oh yeah, he's a red wine guy. Oh, absolutely. Like when a, when he's gonna just have something. Oh sure. Um, but he's not anti beer. I think no, it's, no. If it's the right, oh, if it's yeah. the right Bruce thing to own. have, then he's got it. Um, but I feel like is he hitting on her in this scene? He goes like, that the, they talk about passion. Yeah. I think he said, "I admire your passion," or someone someone has passion, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Passion gets the blood pumping." And I was like, yeah. what? Is he like, I know. okay, let's just, I think this is a great example of Hannibal. I don't know if there's some kind of like st- strategic purpose to him trying to seduce her. 
or if he's just like fucking around just just as an exercise i think he's just fucking around i'm i don't yeah i i think this might have been just one of those um times where like hannibal's using wordplay to like sort of make himself laugh like i don't okay it, to me it wasn't it like seemed a like sexual he was thing. It really seemed to okay. me like a cannibal thing so we're two and oh on is it a sexual thing it's <laughs> so, this and then the, the fishing hook yeah 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 i just don't see the I mean, this would have been the only indication. I There hasn't been anything else to me with, yeah. between him and Alana that I no, can see. nothing yet at all. It's been very professional. Right. Very, very Besides professional. Besides wearing, and I, I, we can get into this later, a, a quite leggy skirt yeah, okay. in this scene. We're, we're, we're going to talk about this know, in a later. I know, I know. Hey, you talked about about outfit stuff earlier. I did. I, yeah, well, you mentioned the scarves. Okay, we're running at point in the fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... um. Okay, wait. So, so the next scene is we're jumping to Quantico. Mm-hmm. They're in the lab. Um, the techs are all trying to figure out what would. They're all talking about their families first of all because yes. we're, they found the first set of family and they're trying to figure out what would motivate someone to kill someone else. Blah blah blah. And the angle of the shot was weird. They said like the way yes. the families were shot wouldn't have been from an adult standing up. Right. So they're like, were they sitting down? Was it a kid? Right. Um, but what I enjoyed was that they were, they're all talking about their families, mm-hmm. right? And Cass was talking about how she's the oldest. Yeah. And um, the younger guy said, oh, I was a, or he was a middle child. The older yeah. guy had a twin. Um, and he like shades the hell out of Will because he, the younger guy, I, I, remember, I forget his name. I'm sorry, Fanable. I'm sure Fanable's are like I can't remember the name shaking either. their fist There's to the like air. Zeller. I think Zeller's the young guy and I can't remember the older guy's name. Um, but he says something like, oh, you must have been an only child. And he's like, oh, why do you think that? He's like, oh, well. Price. Zeller, Price, and Cat. Okay. Price is the older guy. Um, he says, well, sibling conflict usually breeds personality development. Implying <laughs> that Will doesn't have a fucking personality. Which is like, which implies that all only children are like complete, absolute weirdos. Right. Which I feel like is the case a lot of the time, but I feel like I know some only child who are weird. (laughs) Who aren't weird? I don't know. No, I was (laughs) laughing because you didn't seem very confident in that statement. Oh, because now I'm trying to like find an example of an only child I know, but all my people I think are. They're all weird. (laughs) Um, Shout out to my mom. Yeah, so it's when they figure out that it's the kids killing, right? This is the scene where they figure yeah. out, like, it's children right. who are doing the killing. Right. Because um, I think they this was a family who had had a child reported missing, and they kind of start putting the pieces together. Yes. Um, talking about families, doesn't, doesn't it then jump to Hannibal going, like, tell me about your mother? Yes, I was going to say, next is, like, <laughs> another session between him and Will. And he says, tell me about your mother. And he says, a lazy psychiatrist. Isn't that a bit obvious, <laughs> doctor? And um, Hannibal's dad's name is Roberto. No, his uncle. Yeah. His parents died. Robertus. And I live with my uncle Robertos. Yeah. Robertos. And I was like, what is that name? Well, where is he supposed to be from again? I think we learn later he's from like Lithuania. Right. Okay. Or something. He studied in Paris or was in an orphanage in Paris. Yeah, in Paris, right. But like, Lithuania, like my uncle Robertos. It's just like, oh, it's so great. No, it's it's... It's not that for Lithuania. It's not that wild of a name, but yeah. it's fantastic. And Will was very poor. Uh, Will say was water kid. Why did I write down water kid? I, I have no idea. Okay, my notes are gobbledygook know. this episode. Okay, so there are only two points I want to make about this about this scene. One is that um, Will says there's something foreign about family, like an ill-fitting suit. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the suit he's wearing in a little bit in that scene. We get costumes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have thoughts. Um, and then another point I want to make is that 
no one in this episode, namely Will or Katz, Mm -hmm. can pronounce the name of the city Biloxi. Where, when do they ever go to Biloxi? Like Biloxi they is... don't go to Biloxi, but they talk about it. So Hugh says that he um, used to help his father on the docks in Biloxi. Oh, yeah, because he's from Mississippi, apparently. Right, right. I was like, okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like According it. According to what? Um, but he says it's, I mean, it, this is a case of his, like, um, his accent coming through in a strange way. Or, like, you know, I guess the, the accent person he was working oh, with maybe yeah. couldn't help him pronounce this he's word. British. But it was like, Biloxi. Yeah, yeah, he said, like, Biloxi. Bill, it's Bill, I mean, there was yeah. like a strange emphasis on the first yeah. syllabus or on, on the, the wrong first, syllable. On the wrong syllable. Um, and then again, Kat says it strangely. Um, and I was like, okay, you're not from Mississippi if you say it. I, I mean, again, Biloxi heads, if any of you are. He there also from, doesn't sound like he's from Mississippi unless he got rid of his accent for some reason. But I mean, like, I, guess, I, right? I assumed I mean, like, he I'm was from like the South, from I guess the I don't area. really sound like I have an accent. No, you don't. So, so I guess it's. But you're not from southern Mississippi on the Gulf Coast. True. Which maybe stereotypically, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, it's gonna right. like like Bubba from like Bubba Gump, you know. <laughs> I would have Forest loved Gump? it if Will Graham all of a sudden was like, now I'm thinking about my hometown <laughs> and like just like slipped oh, into the accent. It's all coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. To quote Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was all that I took away from that. But of course, another like. Hannibal and Will chatting it up, of course, talking about family. Oh, yeah. Getting to some really interesting information about his dad. I mean, yeah, so this was another time where I was like, okay, I get it. Like, he, him and his dad would go fishing. He feels comfort on the sea. He feels comfort in a boat. No mm-hmm. wonder he, like, sees his house as a boat and, and like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm getting it. totally. Did he ever answer what happened about his mom? Did we learn about Will's mom? I can't remember. I don't think so. So, yeah, talking about... They both talk about parents and kind of how they're both kids from, didn't really have that strong parental figure, yeah. which is an interesting contrast now that they've been thrust into this quasi-parental uh, oh, yeah. role themselves. Oh, absolutely. It's, so. Oh, yeah, brother. He's And he's pushing it hard. I mean, when we find out later that he got Abby that gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um... So, do we want to jump into our segments now? We're about to have the dinner scene with Hannibal, yeah. and where I wrote, Hanny's serving it up. He's when he's giving the, the rabbit. Him and Jack. Jack says the one of my favorite lines. What am I about to put in my mouth? So again, there's just great. Now that's sexual. That's sexual. What am I about to put in my mouth? Um, it's just oh, I love it. Like Hanny is like he's like lit. He's like this is so he's so happy about. He loves serving humans to other humans. I he mean, does. he like really revels in that shit. And he loves refined food. Speaking of refined food, Melina and I are fans of unrefined food. We have a soft spot in our hearts. We really do. And this has been going on for a while now where every once in a while, I mean, we've all seen those sort of like BuzzFeed videos on Facebook where it's like, you'll never guess what this restaurant has put on a hamburger bun. Pizza made of fried chicken on top of a burger. Right. Or like like Taco Bell now has like taco cheesecake. And you're like, oh, that sounds like that's going to hurt. Yep. But I also wanna. But I also wanna put try it, it in my mouth. Yeah, because um, j- just for the story, just for the just the fact for that the it's lulls. out there. Because late, you know, late capitalism. This is how we all do. This God, is the doom of America. What a nightmare. <laughs> 
So yeah, we'll like tag each other. We see one of those like weird yeah. videos, or like if someone wants to try something, we'll like post a video mm-hmm. and, and tag all our friends who sort of um, also revel in these like disgusting foods as well. And so I was on my weekly trip to the grocery store and came upon um, a, a, a particularly uh, gross food that mm. I've got to say, when I was a child, loved this. Yeah. Love. Didn't love this flavor. Didn't love this flavor. This flavor is what's new, folks. So, so say what it is. Okay, so I found gushers. Mm, delicious. D- ugh, flawless. That are sweet and fiery flavored. So mm. these are spicy, fruity flavored gushers. Like gross. That and the sound... second Melina texts me this picture, I send her in all caps, by that we're eating it on the podcast. <laughs> So that's what we're going to do. And so hopefully we can, ooh, there they are. Hopefully we can find some more foods that are similar to this. So um, Send us your suggestions, folks. Right. We'll uh, eat processed foods, candy, fast food products. Um, yeah, But drink. I want to say, hold on, before you start crinkling, oh, yeah, 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 crinkling those open, I want to say what our segment is called. Oh, yes, please. Okay, we're going to call this segment Eating the Crude. Oh. Eating the Crude. So we'll find some crude foods well done. and drinks out there. Um, to shove in our mouths. Um, Hannibal would never. I mean... Never. Never. Can you imagine... I, I think giving him this pack of Gushers would be a death sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd go, what's your name again? <laughs> great, great. great, great. I'm going to eat you, by yeah, the way. I'm going to see you later. <laughs> I'm going to see you. You won't see me. <laughs> or you might. Who knows? So, so, so these yeah. are sweet and fiery Gushers. There are to... three flavors. Yeah. There is hot mango, which is... Green, by the way, everybody. Mangoes aren't green. I first thought it was habanero, because habaneros could be green. So it's a hot mango. Um, there's an orange one, which is fiery peach. I don't want this to be too loud. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm like right up on the, the microphone. And then there's a red one, which is spicy watermelon. So we're going to have a little bit of both, and we're going to do some as descriptive uh, a description as we can about what which these one taste do you like. Try first? I'm going to try hot mango first. It's green, and which is like really disgusting. So okay. I want to just dive in deep in Let's here, guys. Let's do it together. And I have, I have affinity for green candy because as the little brother, I always ate the green lifesaver because no one else wanted it. Oh, that's nice of you. All right, you ready? Cheers. Cheers. I'll try not to chew right into the microphone. So, I'm getting... You're definitely sweet right off. I guess there's mango flavor, and it's sweet. I mean, but is it fiery? Okay, I'm waiting for the heat to hit. I mean, it's like a, there's a little of? bit of a tartness to it. I would almost say it's more like, it, it's right. it's a sour flavor. I mean, it definitely, there's like a feeling on your tongue like it. Um, oh, this is shitty. I was hoping it'd be like, really, like bring the heat. Okay, there's a little bit of warmth in my mouth There's now. a warmth, right, exactly. There's a warmth. Oh, man. Man, I'm. Okay. Okay. I mean, definitely I'm, I'm really underwhelmed by this. I was given, I was given like the, the Sweet Heat Skittles, which we could totally try on this podcast yeah. too, by a coworker. And I was like, gross. I also don't like Skittles, controversial statement. I don't okay. like the texture of Skittles. I okay. don't like, they're, they're too, gritty. It's gritty and they're too chewy. They're too hard, like you gotta work too much for them. I feel like I always choke on Skittles. He likes it, Jack's likes it easy. Wait, mm-hmm. which one did you just try? <laughs> okay, Green. Is it, no, 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 peach. It's peach, peach. Okay, next is peach. Fire. smack so much into the microphone. Mm-hmm. They are wet sounds. Very peachy. This is much more of a heat on my tongue. There's definitely much more of a oh, pronounced yeah. heat that's sitting flatly on my tongue. Yeah, I agree. With a peachiness, a superly artificial oh, peachiness. Oh, God, I hate artificial peach. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love peaches, 
Yeah, there's definitely more of a heat in this one. Oh, it's, that one It started really flat awful. on my tongue and then kind of moved to the sides of my mouth. Yeah, to the back of my throat now. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that was not good. I, I'd say I'd give that one a no. Yeah, the hot mango I was really looking forward to actually because I like. Yeah, it was more mango than because hot, man- which is mango fine. and mango. hot foods like actually go beautifully together. Oh, yeah, like, like a mango salsa, mango salsa, like mango and habanero. Like the, that, that's a beautiful combination. Yeah, peach and it just says fiery peach is the name of. Oh, the... I mean, please. What are the ingredients? It goes naturally flavored. Are there any actual peppers in these ingredients? All right, I'm eating the watermelon. No. While you're reading that, I'm eating the spicy watermelon. There's no actual... The first ingredient is sugar, if that tells you anything. Uh-huh. And then well, corn obviously. syrup. And yep. then dried corn syrup. <laughs> so that helps. Um, oh, I'll give you the I'll give you the nutrition facts while oh, you're chomping dear on that. Oh, dear lord. Okay, so the spicy watermelon, the heat gets, gets you quicker. It's also extremely watermelon-y. All of these are that very much artificial. I think okay. the hot mango is the most subtle, if I'm going to use that <laughs> no. word. Flavor. That's the, not good. The hot watermelon has some heat to it with a watermelon-y candy taste to it. Okay, okay. Let me... It does have 10% of vitamin C if that's something you're concerned about. Mm, there we go. Um, you, yeah, close I, your mouth combined, <laughs> I just combined peach and watermelon together. All right. One pouch um, has 90 calories, um, only 0.5 grams of fat, 21 carbs, 12 sugars, and 10% of vitamin C. 12 sugars, 12 grams of sugar. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, science man. All right, here we go. Watermelon. <laughs> Let me know what you think of that watermelon. You're finishing them. Jack's just eating the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, this is how much of a monster I am. I don't like these, but I'm going to eat the whole packet because, like, what am I going to not eat the whole packet? Okay, you're right. The watermelon, it is much more pronounced. The heat. The, the peach heat. and the watermelon are much hotter. The, the, and the mango. Yeah, but I feel like even the watermelon's heat dissipates quicker. The there's peach definitely fucking lingers. Yeah. And yeah, there's definitely some heat sitting in my mouth. I have two mangoes I'm going to eat together. Maybe that'll add some to it. By the way, this yeah. is a great segment for a for an audio podcast. Yeah, for an ASMR sort of. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, that was really not great. Mm. I'm washing it down with a beer that I actually do enjoy. Good. Um, want to give a shout out? <laughs> <laughs> um, if they want to sponsor us. Um, yeah, right. A sweet treat that packs some heat, says the box. Oh, nice um, rhyme. Good rhyme game. I would... Eat the crude with horrible food. <laughs> Jack and Melina, the ethical butchers. I wouldn't suggest eating these if you want to enjoy things. We're going to post a photo of the Gushers. I would enjoy Let's post a, a photo of the Gushers with the Gushers sitting on your paper. I would enjoy um, the, buying a box of these if you are interested in, like, pranking your kid. If you have, like, kids or something that are, like, of yeah. a reasonable age. You know, not like a two-year-old or something. That would but be like, a funny prank. I agree. Yeah, but, mix these in. Because yeah, the, mix them in. Because the packet inside the box doesn't say Sweet Heat Gushers. Or does it? It just like no, looks like a, it's no. just like a regular the regular Gushers, Gushers packet. So I feel like that oh, yeah. they had that in mind. You could just like toss that in their lunchbox and be like, "Hey, honey, how was your Gushers?" And they'd be like, oh, "My fucking mouth." Or um, they're like, "That was amazing." Or they love it. I, mean, I love spicy food. I love spicy food. I know you do too. I do too. That was really not great. No, I mean it's gross. Like I don't want my candy to be spicy. I want my food to no, be spicy, and then right. I want candy. That's why I don't like uh, Red Hots. No. I don't well. What am I? I don't like atomic fireballs because, like, oh. if I'm gonna chew something that's hot and cinnamon, I'll chew it and then swallow it. But yeah. having that really spicy cinnamon, just like literally sitting as a ball on my tongue, yeah. No, thank you. But I used to, when I was in like high school, I used to only 
chew like cinnamon gum. Yeah. Oh, cinnamon trident has very strong emotional attachment for me. Oh. My mom used to always have a pack of cinnamon trident in her purse. Oh, that's sweet. Until she would give it to me sometimes Shout like before a play or before church or like during... Like just like there'd be times when like we're sitting on the subway and she'd be like, here, I have a piece of gum. Like, I want a piece of gum. Yeah. She always had cinnamon trident. So cinnamon trident has like a really go. nice, like emotional uh, fondness for me. I barely ever chew it anymore. I mostly no, chew. Yeah. I've been chewing the sugar, because it's not sugar-free. I've been chewing juicy fruit recently. Oh, it's but sugar-free? So, yeah, sugar-free. It can like, be good. It tastes like juicy fruit. Does it? Okay. <laughs> All right, that was Eating the Crude. That was Eating the Crude. By the way, I will say, Melina didn't have a theme song. This was her segment, and there's no theme song. So, wow, listeners, dragged. get at us at the at, at, yeah, at the at butchers podcast at gmail.com. Get I'll at work, us. I'll work on it. Yeah, because uh, we're about to blow your mind when it comes to costumes. All right, and now the costume segment. You should, yeah, ahead, we should just jump in. Yeah, do both segments now because we're about to jump into like the main bad guy. And I know. We I feel like this is a good time for segments. Okay, about half an hour. These are both m- m- mother-themed songs that I base these off after. You'll figure this out instantaneously mama who bore me mama who stole me my tie not big as hell who made this rap dress was he wearing <laughs> costumes all you spring awakening heads out there you know i just say oh yeah all you musical theater nerds i thought about saying something like mama who wore me but, like, there's no, like, wearing human skin, at least not yet. Not so yet. I was like, eh. So I just did Mama Who Bore Me, the original mom, and then Mama Who Stole, Stole Me, which you meet later. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. All I'm right. just getting better and better. This and, is, like, a fun project. And you threw in my favorite, uh, What's He Wearing? What's He Wearing? Okay. Half-Blood Prince, yo. So when Hannibal goes to feed the dogs, he's wearing collared shirt, mm-hmm. sweater. Sweater tweed coat hair down he's dressed to go out to the country absolutely I wouldn't have been shocked if he had like like Wellington boots on like he mm. would have been the kind of guy to have had like you know those like floofy thighed pants with like the riding <laughs> like, like riding pants if he had had that on you wouldn't or have been like, shocked or like like tweed but like like country like Wellington boots like British countryside yeah. out in the like on the mud like on the moors yeah if he had, had those boots ready. on I would have been like yep yeah, about right makes sense um. Yeah, the, the tweed again with your. I know you hate this like multi-layer sweater shirt on. Sweater no, I don't on. hate it. Tweed. Oh no. I know I'm on board. Oh, you were just this. baffled by the the collar up sweater that he was wearing in the last. Correct. Episode. It was just a half zip collar the up under over the tie under the jacket that made me have convulsions. I have no problem with a V-neck sweater over a shirt yeah. under a nice tweed or wool blazer. That's a great look. That's not bad. I'll rock that. You know? right. No, no, he looks great. He looks great, and, and, and it's, yeah, it's very it's very out in the countryside, and yeah. like Will Trap, Virginia is out in Northern Virginia, outside of D.C. It's obvious that Will has some land. Sure. He's out there, and I guess it's the winter time. It's clearly winter. I guess it's yeah, because it's, it's fall in the earlier episode. This is again time. Who knows what? Because the like leaves the are all changing are color bare. earlier. And now that they're bare, it's winter time. Okay. Um, we <sighs> talked about the scarf party. We talked about the Abby and Alana. The double scarf, same way. Um. Then in whenever Alana comes by Hannibal's office with the, the beer, de- with the beer, mm-hmm. she's wearing a paisley shirt. Does she have a floral cardigan on? She has a cardigan on in certain. Does she scene. have a cardigan? 
I I don't maybe actually in this scene she might have a cardigan on, but she has a, a pencil skirt on that when she sits down mm-hmm. rides up quite high. And don't yeah. get me wrong, uh, women wear what you want. Amen. Wear what your heart tells you to wear. I'm just always confused because I'm like, you are a psychiatrist that works for the FBI. Do you not have some sort of dress code? Like I, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe it's like her day off. I anyway. Maybe I'm being too critical of our girl Alana. Seemed a bit too leggy for me. And then she was wearing like knee high boots again. Passion gets the blood pumping. Uh, oh yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I know that's all signs point to sexual, but uh. it, it it does in this show. Um, yeah, I feel like that, that that's only the only one thing she's wearing. When she gets mad at him, Hannibal later, I can't remember what... She's wearing she's the wearing. wrap dress of all wrap dresses. She's, she's wearing... She's just a wrap dress girl. She is. She's that's a wrap dress she girl wears. living in a wrap she's dress world. Wearing, she's either wearing a wrap dress or a wrap shirt over a skirt or something like that. Well, it's got to be wrap. I mean, if it's not wrapped wrap around it, it's just it. wrap her up. <laughs> wrap, wrap her up. Wrap, wrap her up. up. <laughs> Let's get that chant going, guys. It's 2018. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I the, the the one comment I read about Jack Crawford because he wears the most boring dark so dark dark, dark dark purple shirt and I didn't like it. He had a purple shirt on oh. when they're talking about the kids are killing kids. It was a purple shirt. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't a fan of it's it. About it was as crazy it looked as like it gets. grimace. Oh. Was he oh. wearing a full PJ set in the very very final <laughs> scene? I think he was. Now I'm looking back. I didn't I didn't clock it, which I should I'll have. have to go check, look at that scene again. Um I paused I, I kind of inside baseball. I pause yeah. the show regularly I do too. to write down to notes, notes, and it's such an awkward process because I watch this through Amazon through my Wii. So like getting oh. the Wii mote, moving the little like floaty finger to oh, then hit the pause so button. Awkward. It's just a whole process, guys. So I'm working hard for you listeners. Yeah, I really exactly. appreciate it. You should appreciate it. this and our hard work and our first world A few episodes ago, Wii Melina problems. was talking about how much work it was to actually press the remote. Think about me. I'm trying to line up the mm-hmm. remote. So I'm working. <laughs> All right. Um, I know this probably really bothered you, so do you want to talk about Hannibal's outfit? Mm, Tell me about your mother's suit. Tell me about your mother's suit. He is wearing a plaid suit. Fine. This is like the return of the same thing. Cream on cream, Uh shirt on tie, and I just wrote gross. And I also wrote a bunch of squiggly lines (laughs) because I that lost my mind. I wrote out six exclamation points, a star. I usually star the costume thing so they, like, reveal themselves in my scribble scramble of my notes. It it was awful. The tie might have been three miles wide, (laughs) and it was the same color as his shirt, and it's, like, that kind of shirt that, like, is, like, cream color, which is a gross look, but also looks like it's, like, not cotton. Oh, like a jackered it's like, like shirt. Velvety it's like velvety or like a, or like it it's looks like stiffer like, than a, a cotton shirt. It just it like looked thicker. I it, it looks it looked bad. And like oh, I I, I got to say I loved it. No, really? <laughs> did you hold on? Did did you really like that? The I cream like, on cream. I this, like the cream on cream. It's creamy. Oh, yeah, it's gross. Cheese me cheese. Everyone pull back sound clips. <laughs> creamy. Uh, I it really did not hate it. Awful. It was awful. Speaking of awful, Will's vest when mm. they are was it the classroom scene? Yeah. When he's teaching in the classroom, he's wearing this like flannel, of course, and then like a weird, like light colored, like zip up vest that Will is wearing. It's bonkers. <sighs> I must have missed this. Oh, it's great. It's, okay. it's a it's a really terrible he's always in some sort of flannel vest or button up or he's like comfort first some it's all cotton it's all 
He's just a woodsy man. Yeah. I am a fan of, and I want to talk for, I don't know, an hour, about the sweater that Abigail Hobbs wears when she gets all drugged up. It's this, like, it's like a shag carpet she's wearing. Yeah. It's, like, multicolored, question mark? Yeah, What is yeah. that name of, like, when the fabric, like, just, like, blends, shifts color? Oh, um... I don't know. It, like, it, it isn't, like, a straight line. It's just, like, kind of, like, the color starts shifting throughout this sweater. I'm sure it's different color thread, or maybe know. the I'm wool. I'm trying to Google it so I can look at a picture of her outfit. Oh, it's bad. Did you go with, like, Abigail Hobbs shrooms? Because she's definitely wearing it. There's a gif of her dropping the teacup. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, okay. Oh. Weird. What yeah, the, it's what, like multicolor. I don't even know. It's like woolen. It's really loosely knit, it looks like. Oh, I would yeah. have loved it if like Alana was like, I crocheted it over the weekend for you. She probably did. So <laughs> she's like, like two like needle Reading point. to her when she's in a coma yes, and making this her This is sweaters. also the scene when Hannibal busts her out and they do shrooms, which we'll get to even more later. Right, He's wearing a red shirt. This is like devil shirt. Hannibal. This is like temptation I of know, Hannibal. So I was like, that's how you know he's up to something not good because he is wearing his that. hair slicked like, back with a red shirt. Red and a Matching Darkest red pocket charcoal square. suit and a red pocket square. I'm a fan of his suits. I no, I know, but it's suit. like dark suit, dark, red shirt. Red shirt. Something is afoot. The red pops. Yeah. It really pops, that red. Um, anything else Will was wearing? Will's always so boring. He's got like... Will is always so boring. Um, when, when they talk about... Hanny's also wearing like a Hanny has a lot of costume changes this episode he's wearing like a blue brown plaid suit with paisley exclamation point um, when he's talking to Will about Will was going to say he was going to teach her how to fish um, he's wearing like he's got at least four different costumes this episode I think yeah I know I wrote down another situation which he has yeah another, like a blue shirt mm-hmm. plaid suit plaid vest yeah, yeah paisley he has tie. multiple He's making multiple fashion choices in this he's must, episode. He's obviously wearing something different for the dinner scene, but I didn't clock that. Um, yeah, I know. I think it might have been that blue, the blue suit situation. He wears it a couple times. He's in a three-piece. When him and Jack sit always. down to eat, he's in a three-piece. Always. Again, the only scene was that, was that first time we ever see him when he's eating in the first episode when he's not wearing a yeah. third piece, yeah. either a sweater or a vest. Yeah. He's always wearing a three-piece suit or a sweater over his shirt except for one small little cut in this entire show yeah. so far, which is really interesting. I think that's all I have. We talk about Molly Shannon's outfits. <clears throat> oh, you know, that's funny to say that. a white hoodie. Even... It's so, like, mom jeans. Oh, you know no, that, like, SNL ad, mom jeans, like, like mom oh, jeans. Classic. She's got, like, white hoodie, red jacket, turtleneck. It's like, it's Comfy just mom. like, yeah, it's very much like, Comfy it's mom. It's mom. Trip. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about that. Also, uh, later, when we had the SWAT team come in, and Larry Fishburne has the shotgun <laughs> with the shades, and he keeps the sunglasses on, and he's like, <laughs> shades on, let's go. But I, it's just, again, like, Larry, you're he's the head so of the behavioral psych department. Nah. Why are, do you have a shot? Why are you on the front lines with a shotgun? Because he's the head of the behavioral sciences unit. I bet he you gets... You have a whole SWAT team. No. Stay back at the no, car I bet. Like, go, go, go. I bet at some point... He was, like, given shit for, like, being, like, college boy. I bet there mm. was some point, he was in the police academy, FBI academy, at some point early in his career, yeah. when he was, like, excelling on the field, but also had the, had the brains to be yeah. a profiler, be a detective, yeah. move up the ranks. And I bet 
he got shit from like meathead cops about being like, "Eh, well, you college boy, you know." And so I feel like that is like him, like, "No, no, 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 no. I can also do this too." I guess I'm just thinking. Don't you have a whole department? Like, it can't just be Will and Hannibal you're working with. Surely you have a whole department that depends on your leadership. Yeah, we're Shamar Moore. You can't be. You can't be just like wiling out on the front lines. I mean, you can be if you're Hannibal. <laughs> if you're Hannibal, you can be if you're Jack Crawford. He seems to be unaccountable to anybody. Truly, yeah. Who is his boss? The director of the FBI. Where is we he? don't hear that. You know, <laughs> that's like in Veep when they, when they keep mentioning POTUS and you right, never actually like see never the president. Um, Any other costumes? Not that just I Hannibal think was the of. main one. Wrap so dresses. Many. I didn't clock what the families who were dead were wearing, and I regret that now. Mm. I feel like I need to do yeah. a run I mean, to like Christmas take notes family was and then do like PJs, PJs and Christmas. I need to do like a run of watches where I, where I, where I take notes and then another oh, watching yeah. where I like just see what people are wearing. I know because like halfway through I realize, oh shit, I need to be looking at what they're wearing too. Or I need to be listening to the actual dialogue. Or yeah. all I'm doing is watching I the put costumes. I have subtitles on always. Oh, I always have subtitles yeah. on. I have a hearing loss, as is my wife. We have trouble hearing sometimes, so we. So subtitles are permanently on our TV. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, I think, I think we're done it. with costumes. Close we us had out. We ate some crude, we ate some costumes, and I don't want this to run too long. Okay. Uh, we still have a lot to talk about. I don't mind going a little... Go ahead. Mama just killed my fam, had piss on my jeans, and flannel... Oh, I fucked that up. Mama just killed my fam, had piss on my jeans, and flannel all the time. Mama, ooh, what's he wearing? I'm dead. Oh, I forgot which verse of Bohemian Rhapsody I was going to be modeling this after. Fuck. And piss on my jeans. And piss on my jeans (laughs) is my favorite line. (laughs) And then the the little sweet, what's he wearing? Um, Thank you for that. Thank I'm you very much. Failing in the musical department, so well, I need for to eat the crude. Um, for eat I mean, the, the crude is perfectly timed out for uh, a Adams family. Eat the crude. Eat the crude. So mm. that's an idea. That's an idea. I love it. Be it. a very Adams family esque thing. Okie dokie. So so, so now we get to there is. The classroom, the insane Wisden Akamot S classroom. Will's talking about something. Yes. I can't remember what. I and this is when we find out that there's another family. Why? Because of what Jack Crawford does? Yes. Class dismissed! Right? Is that what he yells? Yeah. He goes, class dismissed, everyone out. Let's go. Let's go, people! Like, <laughs> they go, oh, okay, fine. Oh, I love it. He just walks in and he knows. Jack Crawford's got that. I'm going to scream energy. Yeah, he, just does, so... he doesn't even like wait in the doorway. No. Like, oh, what are you talking about? He no, 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 no. He walks in and goes, everyone get the fuck out of this classroom. It's over. Bye. Um, and Will, I love Will's response to this. Will's like, all right, okay, Jack's being Jack. Just, like, shrug. <laughs> right, right. Because it's not like Will's like, oh, I really wanted to teach this class. Yeah, so I, was like, okay, I really take it. pedagogy seriously. <laughs> right. He's like, whatever, what's up? So it's Christmas morning. Oh, shit, they're all dead. I love the Christmas music, by the way. What was right. the song? It was, um, oh, man. I loved it, too, because the lyrics were like, um, oh, there's no Christmas like a home Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. with mom and dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very, mu- it's there. very pointed. Yeah. Wait, but hold on. Before we go to the Christmas scene, please. I also thought of you because Jack's one of his last lines is, "We're ready to go when you are, and you're, and you're ready, ready to now. go now." Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Jack's agenda. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're ready to go when you are, and you're ready to go now. So bye. We're going. <laughs> I need to. Your bags are already that. packed. The flight's <laughs> leaving in 20 minutes. I don't give a shit. Right. Good. Like. 
Which I feel, I wonder if he was ever in the military. Do you ever find out? Kind of like, that oh, That seems to be a very much, like, that also explains behind the sunglasses with the shotgun. Like, that's a very military thing. Like, yeah. chain of command, these are your orders. I don't give, like, we're going. Right. I didn't ask you, we're going right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're ready to go, let's go. We're leaving now. So yes. I feel like that strikes me as a very military thing. Like, I'm your commanding officer, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Right, let's roll. Um, okay, so Christmas scene. I wrote, I just wrote grizzly, and then I wrote, what time of year is it? Because it seemed, again, like the bodies were there for a long time, so I was like, it's past Christmas, I guess. I they, would have loved it if it was, like, December 20th, and, like, Molly <laughs> Shannon made them set up the Christmas yeah, presents, right. and, like, staged this whole, like, at the point of a gun, like, open your presents now, kids. Bam, bam, bam. Like, right. this whole terrifying, horrible... Things so stage this and then kill them all. So but I feel like it must have been Christmas morning. It must have been. Oh, you think? I think it must have been a couple days past Christmas, maybe. Anyway, really? Yeah. Well, when when they found them? When they found them? Yes, yes. Yeah. They were killed on they Christmas were killed, morning. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Unless they're one of those families that opens their presents on Christmas Eve. Boo. Gross. Don't. Come on. How like have, have no. I'm really glad we're agreeing with this. I was like worried when I said this line right now that you were going to be like, "Oh, we do that." No. Good. Thank you. I mean, like, oh, okay, Goodbye. whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, finally, we meet Molly Shannon. Oh my gosh. My milkshake brings all the kids to the yard, and they're right. It's better than no, right? It's so creepy. It's well, and like she, they're all holding their straws in their milkshake. I was they're, trying to figure out like what about her was so unsettling, and it's just like. You just have a sense because okay, well, after we leave the the Christmas scene, we realize it is, it is like young boys, right? We already knew that the like lost boys, they the call lost them. boys, and then um, it cuts to we're sitting around with a bunch of boys, and we look to Molly Shannon, and it sort of dawns on you like, oh shit, like this is the ringleader, um, and but there's like something weird about like you know there's violence involved in her past but she's such this sweet mom like true mom character yeah she's like honey that's not your real family your your birth family is a stepping stone to your real, real family. family we're your real fa- like I feel like women are was the eye contact she yeah. would never break eye contact and she would say in the sweet tour like honey we're your real family yeah. And I love like the Stockholm syndrome of the oldest kid. Oh my gosh. He's like, yeah, honey, he didn't mean anything by it. CJ. Yeah. He's like, he's obviously been in it. Oh, for a for, while now. For a yeah. while, and he's like, okay, I have to like survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other kids like, when will I see them? Like, we're your real family. Like, shut up. Yeah, we're your real family now. Or like, because he was uh, like, oh, asking Molly's character, well, where is your family? He's like, we're their, we're her family now. Yeah. Because he asked one of the little kids, like, where were you from? Oh, it's so... And they're just like, I love the milkshakes. Because, like, that's such, like, the, like... That, to me, smacks of, like, these are, like, my fake kids. I'm like... But kids like toys, right? Or, like, I'll get him something shiny. It's like that one... It's just like, here, chocolate milkshakes, guys, right? You want some chocolate milkshakes? And they're like, I guess, because we're being kidnapped. No, it's like that parent thing where you're, like, trying to make... Like, something bad just happened and you're trying to, like, distract your kids and make them happy. Right? Like, so, like, we just lost this... Right, because we just found out that she had to shoot one of the little boys. Because he... Yes. Do you remember? Because he... Be- yes. At the Christmas scene. Yes, I forgot about that. I know, me too. I guess he had fucked up or he didn't he, do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he was slow or he, you know... Yeah, you know, was like um, hesitant or something. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, yeah, he Gotta had to put go. him down. Um, and so, right, milkshakes are sort of like the like... Come on, kids. Uh, We're mom, going to get mommy a milkshake. and dad are getting divorced, but who wants ice cream? Like, oh yeah. Sort of the, like, I remember going to, like McDonald's after a doctor's appointment or oh, whatever. Yeah. 
and it's just so it's so creepy and they're just like sitting there like drinking it and cj's like drinking it and like oh god it's like it's so it's creepy um and then yeah we go to the gas station where like clearly the like kid that they are searching for um he's having some he's a little worried oh he's he's, like fucked up yeah because he's the one he has to go next to his family and kill yes he's the kid who pisses himself just stands there and like i love how the guy behind the counter gives her a box of napkins i know napkins i wrote those little you don't have you don't have a towel like you don't have a mop it's not a yeah right like napkins those little napkins they were are like the, napkins the, that you get at like a a, bur- a restaurant, like yeah, a burger restaurant. Yeah, and they're useless. They don't do anything. They don't do shit. They tear apart immediately. Yeah. Like, and she goes, oh, I'll pay for the napkins. Yeah, right? Oh my <laughs> God, it's amazing. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, but again, like another, she was like, oh, honey, are you okay? Are you sick? Like this creepy mommy. Mm-hmm. BS. Oh, it's so creepy. Oh my God, honey, that ever happens. Oh my God, honey. You are you sick? The whole like, did you go to the bathroom? Right. Oh my and this kid so... has clearly zoned the fuck out because he is yeah. terrified. And CJ's looking on at him like, don't fuck this up, buddy. He's mm-hmm. like standing behind that like wall of Diet Pepsis or whatever. And he's like, yeah. get it together, kid. This is also when we have breakfast for dinner. You know, this is right around these scenes is when we have the breakfast yes. for dinner. They're, they're, Hannibal takes her out. She has bad dreams. She's feeling guilty. Oh, yes. Sorry, before he before he breaks her out, I have something to say about the yeah. psych facility. Um, this is what I hate about adults writing for teenagers. Because at one point, Abby says, Marissa was sending me picture texts. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that. Oh, what? <laughs> Who says that? Did they say that in 2013? Picture texts? <laughs> Like, she would just say, oh, Marissa was sending me some pictures. Like, Marissa texted me some pictures yeah. or, like, something like that. Was sending me picture texts. Picture That's texts. the thing. We, I feel like I might have said that when, like, that was first a thing. When we had our, oh, like, sure, razor sure. flip phones. And yeah, like, yeah. I sent you a picture with my text message. Wow. <laughs> like, and it's not like now with, like, I don't know. It's just, okay, like. Everyone has a Again, I've phone. never clocked phones in this show i can never remember to clock cell phone we've got this know, in the first like, episode when is this it's obviously near phone. present yeah but it might not necessarily be like present day it could have been but is it at least 2007 2008 whenever a lot of people had smartphones and that was like, no one had smartphones 2007 they started coming out in like 8809 i feel like um did they i don't know i don't know but okay. Anyway, I was just like, "That's yeah. a that's a I love garbage that line. line." I love that line. I love that line. Um, that's so guys. Maybe it's your texts. <laughs> this is so stupid. And then yes, right. Of course, this is when Hannibal's like, "I could be your guardian," and so he gets her out. Of Does she city. go? What did she say before she goes? Does that make me a sociopath? She says something, oh, and he goes, "No, it makes you a survivor." Mm. There's something she I said. I don't know if it was like, "I don't regret killing my." D- I don't regret doing something, or I don't regret this, or it was something. And then he was like, she's like, does that make me a sociopath? And he goes, it makes you a survivor. Right. But um, it also probably makes her a sociopath. She's, she's definitely something. And, and then, oh, the shroom tea. I love Hannibal's teapot. It's the most beautiful, like, oh, loose, loose leaf steeping. And like he has his crystal shrooms. crystal clear Oh, yeah, teapot. beautiful. I love clear, like, my father-in-law has clear coffee cups. And I just Ooh, love yeah, that, that, like, yeah, I love Classy. that. It's a clear. Classy. Um, oh, he just gives her shrooms, which I've read some other things that, like, Apparently, psychoactives and psycho and and uh, 
hallucinogenic drugs yeah. can be very healing for, for trauma victims, yeah. for people with PTSD, things like LSD. So it's not yeah. like, again, this isn't like bad science, but of course it's no. very, uh, it's very uh, gray area. It's very... It is, and Abby is not his patient. I mean... No, she says ward, question mark. Right, like, right. Yeah. Wait, and she's like, does Dr. Bloom know this? And he goes, Dr. Bloom doesn't know certain things. He basically like, what you don't know won't hurt her. Or also, I like, I don't give a fuck. Right, exactly. We have different, we have different opinion on many issues, by the way. Um, and she didn't ask that until she was already tripping balls. And so clearly she must not have cared that much. Also, do 17, 18-year-olds know what shrooms are called? I wrote that he down, said, too. You ever had a psilocybin? And she's like, she goes, like oh, magical mushroom. Mushrooms. <laughs> Did she say magical? I, I, wish I don't she think she said that. That would have been another example, of like a, an adult writing for a guy, like magical mushrooms. Oh, you mean those magic you mean that pot mushrooms? You mean that pot weed? Um, I know. I was like, how the fuck does she knows what psilocybin? Psilocybin. Yeah. If, if he had said that to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I would know now, but like, I don't know if I would know then. If someone just said, I "You ever had a psilocybin?" Now. I would have been like, "What?" Right. No, I need. She's like, context. you know, like mushrooms. Do you think he grows these mushrooms? He has to grow these mushrooms, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Do you think he ever takes them? Do you think Hannah was just like tripping balls on like a weeknight? <laughs> Maybe. We just had an annoying session with with Franklin. Franklin's being a bitch again, saying how neurotic he and is. And he would like. He's like, I just need a little bit. Just brew himself a I nice just, little mini pot. I just need a little. Just I just need a little bit. I wouldn't. I just. I oh doubt my it. god! I love this whole sequence. It's so great. Um, hand making breakfast hand making breakfast with its eggs in this thing and I love he pours them OJ yeah yeah and this is when um okay at Alana shows up she's pissed Mad. tight red dress by the way yeah this tight, is the tight tight tight, tight red, red dress, dress. Um, it. again ladies wear what you want but Alana you are a professional psychiatrist what's happening mm-hmm. okay yeah oh my god um yeah tight red dress um, and she is pissed at Hannibal and She's Hannibal does not give a fuck he's just like well sorry and what no. does he say like, I gave her half of Valium again it's that B D E but he also is like he like gas there he's like by the way you were right it was a bad idea taking her out so oh, I gave yeah. her some Valium yeah, she, right? he's like oh it's just a half a Valium but she's and a then she's like, hi Hello. Just like she's like, I love when she like she drops the tea mug and then she's like examining an orange. <laughs> like she is having a fun time. I sometimes debate whether or not this, this actress is doing a good job or not, or if she's like Same. not. But I feel like she kills it at being high. I, I know. Yeah. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I buy I, it. I bought it. I bought it. I really love it. Um, yeah. But but he says, oh, you know, will, will you stay for dinner? And that's when she's like, we're having breakfast for dinner. Yeah. I feel like this is two different scenes. We're first. He makes a breakfast, give her shrooms, and then it, later she goes to her house, but the set it is, but it doesn't yeah. matter. We're combining these things. Um, and I read somewhere that, so the table's already set for three people, and I read that yes. the idea was that, or like the theory is that Hannibal had set it thinking Will would show up. Interesting. I didn't know that. Because I think he was like surprised that Alana showed up. Okay, I clocked that he was at the table set for three people, but I thought he thought Alana was going to show up. Really? That she would okay. have realized that he busted her out, and she would have been like, "Excuse me." I could see that too. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I think like I think wherever I read that, they were thinking of the like family motif. You know, the three happy killers. He was hoping that Will would show up, and they'd sit around yeah. and have breakfast for dinner, and it'd be cutesy. Yeah. Now that we're talking about this whole sequence, these two different scenes that are one storyline of the Alana and Hannibal, I this is again I feel like with with 
Alana trying to figure out this, like, you know, the gender roles of being a woman. She goes, I'm not often a scold, you know. She's trying to not look like the shrill, you know, yeah. the, the, all that yeah. garbage that it, 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 if a man's upset about something, he's passionate. If a woman's right. upset, she's emotional, you know. Yeah. And she's definitely kind of is aware of that and has definitely been told she's been a scold before. Yeah. And I also love her BDE when he's like, you're right. She goes, I often am. So be specific. Right. <laughs> Right. I loved that. I loved that. And I also loved, like, at some point in that exchange, she goes, Hannibal, that is rude. That was incredibly rude. She calls him rude, like, twice. What did he say? About breaking her out, about, like, taking Abby and, like, breaking her out of the facility. She goes, Hannibal, that was incredibly rude. Which is, like, a big knock for her. I feel like Hannibal's like, wow, okay. Okay. Like, that's the thing he doesn't want to ever be. No, no, no. Um... Cutting back to these scenes that, that, that are interspersed, because this is interspersed with the big confrontation when we, when we see Molly Shannon and the, the kid's yeah. family. Yeah. I wrote in a circle that Will is not okay. When he's talking mm. about Molly Shannon, and when he's talking about her, like, reasons for collecting these kids, yeah. he just has, like, his back against the wall, and he's, oh, like, yeah. like, eyes closed, just like, ugh. Yeah. They're like, so tell us, like, what does she want? And he's like... Because <sighs> he's like, it, th- this shit is getting to him. I feel like before yeah. Jack recruited him on this series of adventures that this show takes place on, maybe Will did this like a few times, but I feel like this is like, he's getting into like, he's clocking these murderers in and it's just weighing him down. And granted, we learn later there's also other shit going on with him too. Well, yeah, but I feel like this moment is also him like, yes, sure, it is getting like it has been getting to him for a while. This the the things that Jack makes him do and use his empathy for and the scenes he's expected to to analyze. But this specifically this moment that you're talking about where he's like leaned up against her at Quantico in the lab and they're talking about sort of the the motivations this uh, the mother has for doing all of this. Mm-hmm. This is also a moment where I feel like he is realizing he's making some realizations about Abigail specifically because someone asks, well, what is this? And Will goes, it's capture bonding. You bond with your capture and you survive. And if you don't, you're breakfast. And that's when we cut to the breakfast scene (laughs) of Hannibal. And so I was like, this is quite literally like a direct like connection between what's happening with Mm -hmm. Abigail and what's happening with these kids and and this fake mom. Definitely. Um, And it's dark. And I feel like Will is sort of like, oh, shit. Like, Abby had to do what she had to do. I've been denying the fact that she was involved in, like, her dad's crimes. But she was probably literally his capture. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, you survival. It's like Stockholm. It's like anything else. You have to fucking survive. Yeah. I feel like it's like prison assimilation, too. It's like, this is the culture here. Now that you're in it, what are you going to do? Get with it. or Get get with it. Or, yeah, you know, good luck surviving outside the wilderness. Right. Um. Yeah, totally. Um, and then it cuts to the house where the SWAT layer the sunglasses. They burst in. They first burst in the Christmas scene with the SWAT team, and they were too late. Yeah. And he was pissed. And then they burst in right when. It's funny. It's not the kids who's gonna shoot their own parents. Wasn't it CJ who was gonna shoot the parents by the pool? No, it was she. Molly Shannon was holding on to the kid, the own the kid. That was later. First, oh, she was hiding in like the pool house. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Because first it was the backyard, and they burst in, and the kid has a gun pointed at the family. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then I don't know if it was Lawrence Fishburne or one of the SWAT team members pops one of the kids, um, and then, and then the, yeah. the little kid yeah. runs, runs, and Will chases after him with the SWAT team member behind right. him. And, and he then has Molly, a, and he flips around, he points the gun at Will. And then Will draws his gun. He's like, whoa, whoa, hold it, hold it. Yeah. And then the other kid comes, and he's like, no, 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 don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. Like, I want to talk to this kid. The right. kid's just scared. 
and then Molly Shannon comes out of the pool house. I love that she was like, it's interesting that she wasn't there. I know. As her kids were doing as their thing, happening. she wasn't, she's like, I'll be around, but she's not there behind them. Yeah, that was curious. She was, uh, yeah, hiding out. Maybe maybe she ran whenever she saw the SWAT team coming That's and like, hit out or something. It's very possible. It's very possible. But yeah, she comes up behind him and like grabs a little boy. She's got a gun and she's yeah. like, like, shoot me, I'll shoot him, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, let us go. And then she gets dropped easily. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that, that sequence. It. That it was, was interesting that she was only in like, two or three scenes. I know. It was, that, that, her bit was surprisingly short. But it left a mark because, A, it was Molly Shannon, who, yeah, who we all know and love. She's great. She's hilarious. And she's so creepy as this. I feel like that, if it was yeah. any other actress, it'd be creepy, but it wouldn't hit me as well. Like, I wouldn't love it as much because, like, right. it's like, oh, this is Molly Shannon. Exactly. We, like, know her as a comedian and know her from, you know, SNL. Wet Hot American Grace, Summer. Like, yeah. She's, she's so great. Um, and it's like, what? It's, yeah. Uh, it's great. She was great. Um, um, the very final scene. Very we final meet Bella. Scene. We finally, maybe, I don't know what's her name then, but they're, oh, be- no, before this. Her name, so the, I don't think he says Bella. I think no, he, but I think he, ex- he might have. I think he was just like, my wife needs anyway, to come for dinner or whatever. Right. But before that, I, I wrote, Jack isn't bad with kids. I feel like he's sitting in the car and the kid's oh, yeah, like, am I going to see my parents? And Jack's like, oh no, you're not going to be seeing them for a little bit of time. He goes, you're going to need to tell a lot of people what happened. Mm. But first, I'm going to need you to tell me. But I feel like he was good with that kid. He wasn't, like, gruff. He yeah. was straight to him. He was no nonsense. He wasn't like, well, you might see them soon, but... No, no, no. He was like... They didn't yell he, at him he, like he... No, he didn't yell at, at him. He wasn't like, what the fuck were you doing? You know, you had to... You know, but he was like, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm straight. But I'm also... There was a softness there when yeah. it came to just, like, okay... Right. Tell me what's going on. Here's gonna, the real deal. You're going to have to tell me. Let's do this right now. Like, this is what's going to happen. And it seemed to spur the question that he asked Ask his Bella. Wife. They, he shows it, he's, we see Jack laying in bed at home. <sighs> Bella comes out of the bathroom and, and gets into bed with him. Obviously, you know, getting into bed for the night. I think he was wearing a button-up PJ shirt. I, I think, think he was he wearing was. a button-up. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> um, I love it. And he turns to her and he says, is it too late for us to have kids? And she sort of looks at him and rolls over, and she goes, "It is for me," and turns off the light. <sighs> Good night. Which is, I mean, and that is that is all that we see of Bella for this episode. But it says a lot about Jack's home life, their relationship, their the strain. Relationship. And he keeps the talking about distance. Like, she works. We, we, we both work late. Oh, we never both get cooking. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have her over at Handles for dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, clearly, there is some there's some tension there. Which is an interesting contrast because. The final line that I'll, that Abigail says when she's mm. tripping balls, they're sitting there eating dinner, and it's like, "Hey, mom and dad." And he goes, "Abigail, what do you see?" And she's like, "Fam, she's family, right? Mm. Family." She's like smiling and like tripping her asses <laughs> off, and it's like, "Right." She sees family, and then it cuts to the nighty night, and so it's interesting this kind of juxtaposition between Jack's home life, which is like cold as ice, and like shit's not. There's a lot of incompatibility. There's a lot of problems. And then this kind of, like, new family being built up. But it's a fucked up family. Yeah, no, it's fucked. Yeah, we have the fucked family. And then we have Jack's cold and distant family mm-hmm. with no kids. And then we see the very last scene is Will snuggling himself into bed at night. Oh, yeah. And all of the dogs also sound asleep. And he's alone. And he just mm-hmm. closes his eyes and goes to sleep. Yeah. I mean, oof, the egg, the egg title is, like, this, this episode is all about family. It's all about real families, fake families, yeah. trauma in family, and just sort of from the different levels and kind of what we define our family as exactly. and how we kind of make that 
versus what you know our traditional family might be, um, for better or for worse. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, I feel like we learn a lot about the different characters in this episode. I love just how the bonkers craziness of it, that it's Molly Shannon and this insane, like, twisted yeah. plot. So I love that element of it. Um, I, I love this episode. I do, and, too. I know. Do you want to rate it? Do yeah. You go um, right into that? I love this episode. We talked a lot about it, and we're running long on time today, I think, uh, just for different reasons. So I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a good rating. I'm going to give it eight and a half. Yeah. I'm going to give it eight and a half... Um, eight and a half eggs in buns. <laughs> Whatever that was, that Whatever looked good. That, was. that looked good. I know you said it looked like a pre- like a pretzel Some, bun. It might have had sesame seeds around it. It was like a bun. I, I, I don't know if you you can Google the image, but it it wasn't just like in bread. I'm it sure looked, it's in I, some, I would eat the hell out of that. I'm I sure love breakfast food. It's in food. that like recipe book yeah. that Hannibal has. Um, you know, I'd agree with you. I'd also give this one an eight point five. Um, which is certainly the highest that I've rated any episode so far. Um, and I would give it 8.5 uh, fly fishing lures. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, great, super fun episode. And this is really, like like you said in the beginning, the last episode that's just sort of the like, singular big bads that we meet. Mm-hmm. And then we start getting into, we meet some more really important characters soon. Yeah, our and world into blows the main up. sort of story story and it's so great I, I i can't wait for episode five um to talk about with you guys in two weeks time so we are the ethical butchers melina and jack um you can follow us on twitter please do at eth butchers pod on twitter our website is the ethicalbutchers.com you can find links there for how to listen to our stuff and how to contact us our email is ethical butchers podcast at gmail.com and then this podcast was recorded, mixed, and edited by us, Melina and Jack. Theme music by Sean Hills and logo design by John Larson. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you very much, guys. Talk to you in two weeks.